This is Around the UK and Ireland, a podcast series on all aspects of implant dentistry brought to you by the ITI UK and Ireland section. In today's episode, Adela Laverick interviews Charlotte Stillwell. So Charlotte, it's lovely to see you today. And, and you. We wanted to explore, it's obviously been a really exceptional year for everybody with COVID, really overlaying all aspects of our lives, personal and professional, and for you also with the challenge of the ITI presidency coming up. So first of all, how's it affected you as a dentist? Um, Oh, I suppose you could divide that into three um, parts, I think. There was the immediate part of being officially stood down for a period. Uh, there's a period of coming back, reopening, and then I suppose more recently the, the two additional lockdowns where we have been allowed to work, but uh, uh, under you know still somewhat different. And how was the lockdown for you? The standing down from work. Yes, I think that was quite a shock. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, in in sometimes in my dreams, I have imagined that the practice manager might phone you and say, "Charlotte, today is a bonus day. You may stay at home," but you know that never happens. But suddenly, it did happen. Um, I think we became increasingly aware, did we not, through March, that we had to think very seriously about this aerosol issue and and the airborne transmission, mm-hmm. and. I think from memory, we probably decided to go to emergencies only three or four days ahead of the actual hard lockdown. Right. And were you still able to see emergencies through the lockdown or were you completely? Um, No, 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 we weren't. But but if I think we're talking something like the 18th of um, March, where we decided we would go on to emergencies only. Whereas uh, from memory, it was the 23rd of March that the hard lockdown came in and we were effectively stood down. Two days later, I think that the chief dental officer said, that's it, we closed down for now. Um, and that was quite a shock. Yes, because um, I think what was also a shock for me was that because I am just in private practice, and I don't figure anywhere in NHS terms, even. And I was keen to contribute, you know, I, I was really keen to be part of, of the effort in, in some way or other. It was, it was kind of highlighted by the fact that, that a member of the family was, was working for uh, Public Health England and just a bit off the record came through and said, how could dentists be redeployed? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about how could dentists be yes. redeployed and realized actually we could be useful in, in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. I agree. And we have so much, so many skills and so much yes. life too. So yes. frustrated. Did yes. you manage to volunteer in the end? Did you manage to get I, I certainly tried, Adela, but, uh, but, but, but maybe as a private dentist, I, I didn't hear back. And, and so, you know, I, I certainly remember in the first week almost feeling agoraphobic about the you're told to stay at home. You heard at the time that people were having very strange, vivid dreams. And you almost felt frightened of stepping outside your front door suddenly. It, it was bizarre. You know, it, yeah. it was a very strange period. And then 
this feeling that that followed very quickly that you now really were not allowed to do anything and you couldn't contribute and no I wasn't called upon I, I it was very very strange yes um did you manage and, to settle into it and enjoy your time off after a well, while I I did yeah. I, I suppose I I also it became quite clear to us did it not that there were those of us who perhaps were fortunate enough not to have to do homeschooling yeah, absolutely <laughs> not to have very young children that we were looking after um and in fact that's not entirely true because we had a younger member of the family who came to stay for the first okay. couple of of two or three weeks and that was immensely helpful because i think between the three of us then in the house we realized that it would be very beneficial to all of us if we put some sort of rhythm in place every day so we would you know meet for breakfast and for coffee and for lunch and for tea and and again for supper and then we found something we could all watch in the evenings and that made for a really nice pattern mm -hmm. and and i'd say that that also taught me not to work in the evenings and it taught me to become more efficient during the day and you know when they said you can only walk outside once a day then you become desperate to yeah. go outside and walk don't you so that in itself was was pretty good and, and I, I think I have to admit I turned into one of those really annoying nerdish people who was into sourdough bread yeah All right. gradually building fitness up yeah mm -hmm. I did it very slowly this time around I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a a, a reconstituted uh, running machine uh, downstairs and and also um, a stationary bike and you, you know I, I decided what would make me happy now and I, I thought it would make me happy if I could choose whatever I wanted in my wardrobe to wear when I come out of this <laughs> so I decided to get to get to prepare you know for or if we ever were allowed to travel again that I would be ready for it so is your wardrobe beautifully all arranged now well this is the other thing of course yes I went through absolutely everything from top to bottom and sorted things out uh -huh. um and 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 did get rid of, of quite a lot of things so it it, it was Adele, it was all those things that you never have time for. And suddenly I did have time for. And, and it was the spring clean because it was the spring. It was spring. Wasn't it? And, and, it was a lovely time of year for it to happen because there was that kind yes. of newness in the outside, that awakening. And I yes. think it did energize yes. us a little bit. And Absolutely. And, and I, I, suppose, I must admit, I quite like being organized. So, so all of this was, you know, was, was, did kind of appeal to my nature so uh, there was a lot of tidying up going on yes but frustration of course also when you had to pile it up somewhere because you couldn't take it anywhere that's right but so our work yeah. completely stopped but i presume your presidential or sort of president-elect duties didn't stop what was happening with those in the meantime yes and i i i suppose I, I, that was for me one of those incredibly fortunate things because it did give me a focus mm -hmm. and no absolutely that did not stop if, and if, if anything I think that turned out to be really quite beneficial for me because the the whole online approach and and and, and very impressively ITIHQ very agile very innovative moved everything online in a matter of 10 days 
they, they opened up for study clubs. Um, they opened up for access to the ITI Academy for the entire world. Mm -hmm. We gained overnight something like 20,000 affiliates. Um, we now have a reach to 90,000 people, uh, you know, via the, the, the ITI's uh, platform and portal. Uh, you know, I mean, that was... That, that was one of those examples of seize the moment. Yeah. And for me to travel the world, but online and be able to drop in on study clubs, be always by invitation, but, you know, by, by being able to get to know that vast community out there, which is the, such a strength of the ITI yeah. and it, it, the whole network, that, that that was really second to none. Yeah. And then also... Adela, it was much more of a level playing field, wasn't it? Because we were all new to the online format in that way. We were all new to Zoom, to Teams, etc. So there wasn't anyone else who had more experience in that particular stage yes. necessarily. So, so I think that was immensely helpful. So I get the sense that you were really able to connect with lots of different people and formats within the ITI because we were forced to, in a way, be online. Yeah. So it allowed you to yes, be connected. Yeah. And your yes, absolutely. when should have you become the president? Has that passed? Has it been delayed because of no, 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 no. In, in fact, if anything, it's been brought forward. Okay. Because we were we were going to have, as you will know, uh, the World Symposium in oh. Singapore in May last year. This time last year, we were beginning to wake up to the fact that this could be an issue, you know, we, 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 I, I think this time, mid February last year, we were aware that things were coming in this direction, but, but not really very seriously. And it wasn't until the ITI board met in London in uh, the first week of March, and we had to make a decision, would we go ahead with May, or would we postpone? Mm -hmm. And and looking back on it, even six or seven days after that, it looked ridiculous or seemed ridiculous that we'd ever had any doubts about it because but, but things were happening explosively day by day. So we moved the, the World Symposium back to September um, this coming uh, this year, 2021. And you know, that seemed ages off. And now, of course, we realize it wasn't at all ages off. Um, but because of that, we also moved the uh, AGM the international AGM back to September. Right. Now, for reasons in Singapore of social distancing, it became clear uh, just around the end of 2020 that we would, won't be able to have a face-to-face -face event at yeah. this point in Singapore. So you may be aware that we are going online and, and we are going to absolutely put everything into that that you would associate with the, the kind of build-up and the excitement that you have around maybe and a, a general election or whatever, you know, the, the, the kind of thing that will keep people at the screen and for that matter, several days running. Mm -hmm. So we'll put everything into that and uh, that should be very exciting. So please look out for that. No, that does but sound really exciting. That sounds great. It, 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 it should be absolutely mm -hmm. fab. Um, you know, we have, which we were going to have in Singapore, these patient scenarios where the patient is driving the process of asking questions, some of them, you know, quite a chillingly close to, right. <laughs> to everyday life, you know, you think, yeah, I recognize that, you know, the patient is saying, so what are you going to do about that doctor? Yes, what am I going to do about that? You know, it's quite chilly. But, but with it going online, and therefore we're no longer looking to have people physically in, in Singapore, 
uh, we move the AGM back where it belongs in the spring. And therefore, I'm due to take over on the 14th of April. Okay. So it's coming okay. very close now. It is, isn't it? And bringing the conversation back to practice. So you had your time off. And then, of course, we all went back into practice. How's that transition for you? Yes, I was very ready to go back. And I had been for, I would say, several weeks. And I think that, that we were fortunate in, in the practice that half the practice are consultants in, is a specialist practice, and half of them are in hospitals or dental schools. And, and as you will know, they were redeployed. And so they had a pretty good grasp. Uh -huh. this, this is Shaquille Shadad had a very good grasp on, on what we needed and had also procured PPE. And then I think it was just... A, a, a really helpful thing for the practice that he got us all together and we really gelled as a group because you know lots of practitioners coming into a specialist practice we might not always overlap but yeah. suddenly there we all were and we were all training in PPE we were all training in up-to-date um, basic life support we were tr having all our fit testing for three or four different mask types etc and, and actually it made for two or three days of really getting us together. It was, it, it, it's been really helpful ever that's since. That's a, a real team, team building experience. Yes, it was, yeah. it was. And, and then it was, um, the patients were there, they were keen. And, and I, I got the feeling that a lot of my patients had sat at home thinking, right, no point in holding back. Let's get on with it. Mm -hmm. And, and as, in as much as they were genuine treatment needs, mm -hmm. you know, we did get on with it. And, and it, it, we also, of course, came back in a much more, I think, constructive way. I really like being organized. I like the pre-assessment. I like that when I go into the appointment, I, I know what I'm going to do here. I can make it much more effective. I like the spacing between appointments very far from, from us sitting around. I, it has worked really well. I, I'm also very fortunate to work in a very large room with very high ceilings and very, very big doors. You open those and it takes one minute and you're frozen cold. Right. Or it takes maximum five minutes for incense to clear as a smell completely. So the air exchange in the room is fantastic. But... But, but the spacing has actually worked well for both the nursing staff to mm -hmm. catch up and for that matter, for me to catch up on my notes. So I find the day is less stressful, but no less constructive. Right. That sounds very positive, really mm. does. And have your patients all been very keen to come and happy to come into the environment? I, yes, and I, I noticed in an article, the excellent article that you've written on this and, and, and taking the positive from this period. And I, when I read it, I thought, oh, I couldn't agree more. I think I have always loved that interaction. And I mean, what a privilege it is that it's a kind of, if you excuse the pun, a win-win situation here, <laughs> that, 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 you know, you meet different people you're able to discuss things aren't you even through the visor and the mask and everything else exchange views on things that social interaction I mean that is just second to none and 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 I really I'm very humble about this I don't take it for granted I realize just how fortunate we are that we have a, an absolutely cast iron reason for leaving the house going to work and meeting other people yeah. um, 
I feel very privileged at the moment yes. to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not just leave our home and have a change of scenery, but also yes. interact with other people. And it definitely benefits us and them. Yes. My patients are delighted to come to the dentist at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And, and then because they are also very, um, it's a very informed decision by them to do it. Yes. Um, I do have emergencies, of course, and I'm delighted that I am able to see them. But, but it has just as much through 2020 in particular been because the patients chose to come. Yes. That was the time. But the, there is another thing about being out there on a daily basis. Do you not find that it has built a confidence that it, it dentistry forces you to do risk assessment? Mm -hmm. And you're doing it on a daily basis, but you also get to try it out. You get to try out on a daily basis, both in practice, where actually, I must admit, I have felt incredibly safe all along. No issue about it. it, it, it I think this, the, the figures speak for the, the numbers speak for themselves. There's no transmission in dental practice. But being forced to commute every day and buy my lunch and go in and out of shops. Um, I've also been on flights and I have been, you know, in, in different situations that that has given me a confidence about uh, practicing post-infection control outside the practice as well mm -hmm. and finding out what you can and can't do. And, 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 and it is a point, again, where I feel that I am very fortunate because I realize there really are people who are terrified Mm -hmm. of going outside their home and terrified of going into a shop and just don't seem to to have a feel for what is really where are they really at risk and where yeah. are they not yeah that's um, an interesting so, point the more we venture out the more confident we become as long as we do it carefully yes and appropriately yes 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 if you realize i've been doing this for a month it, it becomes routine uh -huh. uh, as long as you just reevaluate and reflect on what it is that you know you can you can do and, and perhaps what you shouldn't yes um another thing that's helped me here is that it's one of those many things that put you slightly outside your comfort zone when you start igihq said um Charlotte, should we not have a response to the COVID situation, you know, COVID information? I swallowed hard and thought, well, what do I know about that? But uh, yes, so I, I, um, I, of course, I'm so fortunate that I can draw on, on people who are experts, if not on the COVID side, then certainly on uh, selecting and curating and appraising evidence as it emerges. So we set up a task force, international task force, looking at COVID. And these other three people involved in that, they very quickly came up with three different categories that we would source information for. So it would be generally about coronavirus and COVID-19, its management, et cetera. Then it would be about international guidelines, um, comparing notes on, on how best to handle the, the situation from a dental practice point of view. And you'll remember last spring that this was such a big question. Yes. What are the guidelines going to be? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, sort of daily practice. I mean, it could be about, shall we use a mouthwash, the yeah. extra oil scavengers, you know, that kind of thing. And so I have been editing that um, for the past year. And of course that has been incredibly interesting and has, has forced me to, to read through and, and, and to learn a lot about it. So that, that has been very helpful as well. 
So alongside organizing your wardrobe, you've actually been incredibly busy professionally, <laughs> lots of professional challenges, which in itself, I think, keeps us positive, keeps us challenged and you know, engaged with our yes. work and the, the wider profession as well. So yeah, yes. it's a wonderful yes. resource for the yeah. ITI. And the online, there was an online discussion early on, wasn't there, that you took part of? I very yes. enjoyed yes. that, the sort of discussion evening. That was right, really yes. I think my, my contribution at the time was that I had been reading up on what was coming through from different countries. So I was sort of trying to summarize and set the scene with what the different measures were. And at the time, of course, they, they, they were quite different. You know, in one country, they did one thing and another thing. I think if you look at it now, it's probably much more streamlined. But, but now, I, you, you may know that I am Danish by birth, and so that's my background. And so uh, through the ITI, I have um, regained a lot of friendships in Denmark with, with uh, professionals there. And, and I have learned from them that they have managed all the way through the crisis with surgical masks and divisor. Right. And no they have not gone to FFP2 or FFP3. And have they had any um, cases of transmission between no. patients and dentists? No. No. Yeah. Not that I know of. No. So, you know, high volume suction and uh, good ventilation and spacing between patients and uh, clearly, obviously, pre-assessment, risk assessment, etc. But, um, but it is interesting to learn from one another. And I think it was also from Germany, uh, because Germany at no point shut down. The, the industry carried on all the way through, that we learned that in dental practice, probably the single greatest risk was amongst staff away from the surgery, away from the chair. So let's say at break time and meal times. Yes. So, yeah. When masks are removed and, and you are eating and conversation staff. takes place. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously been, as we're hearing, such a strange time, a very busy and rich time for you, though. When all this is yeah. over, what do you think you'll take forward sort of into our hopefully more normal lives? What things are you looking forward to taking with you? And what things are you looking forward to getting back, actually? So, well, one question at a time. Okay. Um, I think we have seen quite an evolution, haven't we, in, in a lot of areas. And I, I'm hoping I will not entirely be president online. <laughs> I would quite like to be president face-to-face -face as well. But I have no doubt that it will be a much more blended model than it was in the past. I mean, Stephen Chen, who's president of the ITI at the moment, I, I think he barely touched the ground. Um, he had to start in Australia, so he had quite a long flight every time before he, he got somewhere. But I, I should think it, mine will be much more blended and take advantage of the online communication. Um, but I think we have just learned so much about how we can communicate in completely different ways. Um, and I, it is clear to me, for instance, that I will be interacting with the ITI community on social media much more. And that that also in itself will help and set me up for keeping contact with everyone. I do still think that the people I have met face to face I find it very easy to then pick up online in, in, as we're doing now on Zoom or in Teams or whatever it might be. 
it's not so easy if you haven't met somebody face-to-face in the first place. So I I still think there's a justification, I'm glad to say, for getting out there and traveling the world. But but having made the contact, maybe you can, and there will be much more um, also motivation to pick up and get on with things and not wait till the next visit because we can interact in the meantime. I mean, we can do a lot between on Zoom, but yes, I mean, I think we're all missing that face-to-face interaction and that different level of conversation that you get when you're actually with somebody in person. But equally, Zoom and Teams has been amazing to allow us all to continue to keep in contact. Yes. I mean, I I feel with you, for instance, that we have met enough times for real Uh for this to feel as if we are almost in the same room and we're talking to one another. Yeah. And on a more personal level, I guess, right away from the professional, what are you really looking forward to coming back when the restrictions? I'm looking forward to seeing my son. Wonderful. where's he <laughs> well he's he's uh he's he lives in toronto and he w- he has an an interesting profession he's an a tennis uh racket stringer master tennis racket oh. stringer and he was at with uh at the tournament in indian wells last march when it was called off then he went on a very interesting um u.s road trip which is of course what you do when you're locking down everywhere <laughs> anyway boys we'd be boys he has been in Toronto and, and more or less in lockdown for a year. At the moment, he's in Melbourne, having kind of somehow circumvented you know, all the obstacles for the Australia Open to take place. But lo and behold, there he is. And he's heading up the stringing in, in Melbourne. So he has got out and about. But it has it's also taken him to Paris, to the deferred uh, Roland Garros back in, in September. But it hasn't taken him anywhere near <laughs> London. And, and I am in, in, in credit with um, British Airways for several <laughs> flights to Toronto that I, I hope to take up. But, but clearly beyond that, and, and, and you might imagine sort of in order, you know, my son, uh, family here in the UK, yeah. friends here in the UK, family in Denmark, friends in, in Denmark, and, and just that freedom to, to go out and about. I don't actually mind the social distance that much. Mm-hmm. I think I can, you know, I can get used to that. And last, I did manage to go to Denmark twice in uh, last uh, July and August and, and with social distance. Yes. And I think that, that that's doable. It, it's much more that you're not really able to go anywhere. Yeah, you know, that is right. Yeah, I'm missing our dearest and nearest from friends and family. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. It's been really interesting. And I think you've achieved so much during this last year, both sort of working up to the presidency and work, and obviously had lots of time to think. And yes, lots of positivity there as well. It's been really interesting to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank and you I look very forward much, to Adela. you in person, hopefully sometime soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Adela. And thank you for inviting me to participate.